Let's bring in Paul Nolte. He is uh, one of the portfolio managers at Kingsview Asset Management. Paul, good morning. Welcome to the opening bell. Good morning, Steve. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. You know, we said we were going to have a groundhog on today picking stocks, but I think you're probably a little little bit better than that. Well, I did see my shadow yesterday, so I think we're in for uh, more volatility and uh, maybe a little bit lower market for another six weeks before the uh, sun will come back out and shine on Wall Street again. At least six more weeks. Uh, What is fueling all of this? Is it still China? It is still China. It is uh, energy. And if you watch the markets over the last, really since the end of the year, they have tracked energy prices almost dollar for dollar. Uh, And there is a bullish and bearish case for energy. Uh, The bull case is that energy prices are declining because we have so much supply. Saudi Arabia is pumping a lot. U.S., uh, we've got inventory levels at all-time highs. So it's a matter of working off that excess supply, and then energy prices will revert back to $40 or $60 a barrel. The bearish case is that this is a signal of slowing global growth, and certainly China's at the forefront of that with their numbers yesterday. The U.S.'s manufacturing side, which does use an awful lot of energy, is uh, down again. So, again, that is not such a simple solution of just working off the excess supply. The demand is, is the problem there, and we could see uh, from the bearish case, you could see energy down to somewhere in the 20 to $25 range uh, on a barrel of oil. Yesterday, we heard about consumer spending, and there's a new Reuters poll out today that says people are saving all that money they're saving on gas uh, instead of spending it. Uh, what impact is this having on the economy as, as a whole? Oh, it's having a, a negative impact on the economy because, again, spending is what generates a lot of the economic activity. The consumer in the U.S. is 70 percent of of growth in the United States. So when you look at the consumer spending, everybody is looking at at them to try to pick things up. The problem that we have right now, and part of the reason why we saw the news out of Japan last week and cutting rates to an actually a negative interest rate, is around the world the consumer is – essentially sitting on their hands and saving. Part of that is because there still is a fair amount of debt on the consumer side that they're trying to work down. Uh, and so they're, they're still a nervous, there's still a nervous bunch, and until that gets going, I think we're, we're stuck in this malaise uh, for a while yet. It, since we chatted last time here on the show with you, the Fed uh, had another meeting as well, and they sort of were a little dovish about what might be ahead. There are a lot of people that are saying that there will not be multiple f- interest rate increases this year, and they probably made a mistake when they raised rates last time. Uh, are you in that camp? Uh, what, what did you t- take away from the Fed's meeting? Uh, I think Chairman Yellen came just a hair shy of saying, I'm sorry. Um I think the Fed will be on the sidelines here. Again, certainly indicated by Japan cutting rates to a negative level on Friday. We have negative interest rates in Europe. We have them in Asia. We have them around the world. So for the United States to be uh, the only country to be raising rates in the face of slowing global growth, um, I think is a mistake. And I think they're certainly anticipating that inflation will pick up. They're looking at employment. And employment looks good relative to everything else. Uh, But again, as we mentioned before, with the consumer kind of sitting on their hands, uh, higher interest rates I do not think are going to be in the cards this year. 
So as a portfolio manager, are you finding any bright spots out there for people? Where should, if we are not saving our money and putting it into our retirement or portfolios, where should we put it? Really a defensive stance makes sense here. You do want to sit on, again, a little extra cash. Uh, but the, the fixed income market for the fact that you're only getting maybe one to two and a half percent on, on bonds actually is, is not a bad place to hang out for a while. Um, in the stock market, though, you want to be in a little bit more defensive stance. Technology, not normally considered a, a defensive sector, actually has a fair amount of value in it because uh, you're seeing a lot of spending still by corporations in that sector. So Google is a perfect example. Microsoft has been doing very well. Uh, but again, you look at the consumer staples, utilities, uh, the more defensive parts of the market, I think is a good place to be in if you have to be invested in the market uh, over the short term. Uh, but I think there's some good long-term value in many of those names. Earnings season has not been that bad. Uh, we've seen a couple of uh, down uh, reports, but otherwise the airlines seem to be doing well. Google yesterday, Alphabet was gangbusters. Uh, that's, uh, that's a positive takeaway, isn't it? It is, uh, but it, it's kind of interesting when you talk about Wall Street and you talk about uh, earnings beating expectations. Um, it's, it's always something to kind of chuckle with because if I expect you to do uh, poorly in school and you all of a sudden pull a C, that's better than expectations, but it's still not all that terrific. And that's kind of what Wall Street is. When we take a look at earnings on a year-over-year basis, earnings are really only up about 3% or so with about half of the S&P reporting right now. More importantly, top-line growth, overall revenue, is up just slightly. Um, so we're not seeing the, the revenue gains that are going to really fuel earnings growth. And that's the problem that we've had. And we've had it really now for the last couple of years as earnings have actually come down on the S&P 500 uh, over the last year and a half to two years. We have about a minute left. I want to get your impressions of the election, uh, the Iowa caucuses. What uh, impact is this uh, election year going to have on markets, do you think? The election year as a whole, I think, will have an impact. I don't think Iowa yet has an impact. It's the, the first, uh, you know, uh, but I don't think it's going to have a major impact. If you go back to 2012, Rick Santorum won Iowa. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily indicative of who ultimately will be the candidates uh, for president. But as we start to shake out and go through all the various primaries and, and see who the candidates are, and really start to uh, look at, at what their policies might be. They will obviously have to work with Congress on that. Uh, then I think the markets may, may sit up and take, take notice, but I don't think that will occur until maybe late summer. Paul Nolte is a chartered financial analyst at Kingsview Asset Management. Paul, thanks for being with us in the opening bell this morning. Always enjoyable. Thank you so much. 